thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. You must be Brad. I am, and as always, you're Andrew. Yeah, that must be. That must mean that this is uh, the show that critics are saying. Uh, it's the talk of the barbecues this season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's heating up. It's mm-hmm. heating up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Did you hear that? There's a dog barking outside my door. Mm. But everything's okay. Yeah, all right. I, I hope so. Dogs are cool. Uh <laughs> Well, we are happy to say we're back. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys can bear with us here <clears throat> during the summer, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're expecting, we haven't got a lot of like, hey, where are you guys at or anything? But uh, if you are. We know just, you're thinking it. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, life gets in the way. Yes. And I've said that about a million times every time we uh, skip an episode or skip a week. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I figure you guys can feel us. So, uh, yes. Um, yeah, so, uh, how's everything going down, uh, down south in the ooh, bathtub? And the... Ooh, it is hot, but it is, uh, good. It's a good, um, it's good movie watching weather. Go either go to the theater, um, which I haven't done a lot of, but I foresee a little more in my future. Um, 
how the outdoor activities are quite unpleasant. Yeah. Um, or staying, staying in and uh, surfing the uh, streaming some movies on Fredo Flicks, Netflix, Amazon, what, whatever vice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it's good. How's everything up, up top by you? Good, good. Um, it's, it's a little sticky down under, but uh-huh. um, I'm getting through. It's nice to be in the air conditioning tonight in the basement. Um, yeah, I. It's weird because it's light out so late, or you know, it's light so late now mm-hmm. that it. Uh, you know, it's like it. It just got dark here. You know, about you know maybe thirty minutes ago, and it's you know ten o'clock my time. Yeah, and uh, it's hard to like go inside and start watching movies, and you know, yeah. try to retire inside whenever it's so nice because you spend so many months just you know retreat inside when it gets dark at five mm-hmm. o'clock so i know yeah. you can probably feel that from back when you were oh yeah definitely yeah it's just the the anxiousness to like like shake off that that cabin fever that like rust from just being inside all winter yep yeah definitely definitely it's weird now because i'm kind of living living the opposite where it's just so oppressive oppressive hot. yeah oh yeah sorry and it's, it's the fun you're oppressive. No worries. Hey, that's you know, that's okay. That's in that's in theme. Um, <laughs> but uh it is it's weird, like you just gotta make it through hurricane season and then it's like start going outside again and hanging out on patios and, and going to places restaurants with outdoor seating. Yeah. Now it's just no. No, because even the other day it was 83, but with the heat index, it was like, feels like 105. <laughs> so that's crap. such a huge, that's 22 degrees. How does that yeah. happen? <laughs> yeah. The rain is like suspended in the air. Mm-hmm. That was actually kind of cool. We were driving one day and we did just like see that wall of rain. Uh, and, then, and then all of a sudden we were in it and that was a lot less cool. But yeah, yeah, the air is thick down in the bayou so um well not one way to cool off is having a a crisp drink oh yeah um i've been hitting the water pretty heavy but i've also been hitting a beer pretty heavy i would say um one of the things i'm drinking tonight i got uh from center square brewing um which is down it's um family-owned operation and it's in related to me through marriage and um i went there this week and the one guy that i know said hey come in here we got a great beer and they got a um they called it a a hazy nugget or something to that effect some like a hazy nugget it is it's just a straight up uh hazy ipa yeah just right in my wheelhouse just just cloudy or maybe it's called a cloudy whatever it is but you know it comes down it's just you can't see through it but it's nice and golden mm. or amber or however however you describe it. no probably more golden than amber like a glass of oh. orange juice but i'm not reviewing that tonight because they wouldn't give me a growler of it because what? they it is on a limited run right now and hopefully they're going to be producing more um <clears throat> what i am drinking is a uh a double imperial or imperial double um, STB 2.5. So I don't know what all that means. 
Uh, but I did get a growler of it today on the way home. And uh, it's a Imperial Double IPA. Um, it 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 comes. It says it's it has a uh, 114 IBU, which wow, uh, it's not that heavy. It can't be because I mean it's nine percent alcohol, so maybe that's taking a little bit of that. You know, maybe yeah, punch Take out of it. Bite. But uh, I mean, you know, if you drink a 114 IBU. I mean, I, like, I honestly didn't know it didn't go. It went above a hundred. To be completely yeah. honest, I mean, and I've had maybe one. I think on the podcast that went mm-hmm. above that or above a hundred. But like this is like when you open something like that, like the cops should be raiding your house because it's so dank. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or your you know significant others should be asking whether or not you're smoking up. Yeah. Um, I mean it. It is a good beer, and it it drinks light. It drinks fresh. It's it's um, well when I say you know the other one was golden. This is amber. It, mm-hmm. it, you can you can see through it, um, uh, but it 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 goes down. It tastes a lot lighter than a nine percent, um, and it's it's good. I gave it a four. Um, this is one that I would go back to there, for some reason, and I'm not. I don't want to shit on their brewer, but like some of the, like. I've been seeing pushback on IPAs and people who like IPAs, like either online or in, in we've talked about this before a little bit with some of the brewers you've seen down your way. Yeah. Like they think it's too easy or not an artisan thing. People have gotten, I, I think the like beer community is very fickle and they're very like people have gotten now where, the the whole thing that that kind of to me at least when i started drinking craft beer the thing that defined a good craft brewery was their ipa that was the standard and then now as it's just grown to be more popular i think there's more pushback from people who want a quality made beer but don't like hoppy beers and they're just starting to be loud and proud on uh out there in the world yeah, and and I think too that it might be, or at least for me, it's like I got away from standard fare stuff, like mm-hmm. you know your ales or your lagers and all that stuff. I got a, I got I went to the IPAs because I just was done with that stuff. Like I couldn't yeah. take any more of it now, right. or the you know pilsner or something like that. Now, obviously, like you know a. Uh, a microbrewed pilsner is probably going to be a lot better than a Miller Lite, sure, or something, you know. But it's it can't be that much better, you know. I'm personally, I've had a handful of pilsners from Lagunitas is the first one I can think of, and I it's just I don't know, pilsners just don't do it for me. It's just too yeah. light a body, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's there's a reason I don't drink them mm-hmm. very often. Um, oh shit! I remember, remind me to tell you a story. Yeah, uh, relating back to your your other podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, I you know uh, whatever it is, uh, this this particular brewery, it took them a long time. I mean, you know, two and a half years, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, and and probably you know fifteen different beers. Uh, beer uh rollouts before they got something that was 
like right in my wheelhouse as far as that hazy or cloudy sure. IPA. But this double is is really happy. Like I like it a lot. It's not a summer beer. It's not this kind of heat beer. But since mm. I'm down in the basement in my jammies with a whole bunch of baby powder between nice. my legs, there you everything's go. good. Yeah, that's the move. <laughs> that is the move. Uh, nice, cool. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. I had someone in someone in uh, a bar the other day. I just was sitting down having a drink, overheard him talking about like basically just going on and on about how hops suck. And, you know, it was just this boisterous. Shut up. Yeah. This boisterous, loud guy just like, oh, my. Like, honestly, like it's the whole thing is just like, give me a good sour. It's like, no. Shut up. I mean, come on. That's. I, I, I mean, a, you can like sours. Yeah, I, I like and, and some like sours. My, my sister-in-law loves sours because mm-hmm. she doesn't like beer. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I don't think like I'm definitely not gonna. I'm not the person who's gonna be like, uh, you know, like drink a real beer. If you like sours? That's fine. Like I, I like to think that that's one of the fun things about being a fan of beer is trying all sorts of beers. But, yeah, but don't hold that up as the gold standard for a beer. Yeah, but that's becoming now that's the new IPA. Yeah, I guess. Is but like is what what sours do you have on tap? Yeah. My yeah. And, but yeah. And how many of those can you drink in a row before you start to get heartburn and your palate just goes to hell? Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I've had like sour flights before and just four ounce glasses and by the end I couldn't there's no distinction. No. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Yeah. I'm having a beer tonight from a brewery that has a great sour program. Um, <laughs> they really do. They are like the, uh, they, they are the um, torchbearers for four sours in New Orleans. But they do a lot of beers really well. And, uh, of course, NOLA Brewing, I warned you guys, I'd be drinking a lot from their limited release series here. And tonight I'm having moon shoes, which is a galaxy IPA. It's a 100% late edition and double dry hopped with galaxy hops makes this IPA juicy with flavor and aroma. That's out of this world. Oh cool. my. And, uh, it, looks, Oh, that looks hazy as hell. Yeah. It looks like a glass of orange juice. Yeah. Um, and those, those are really hot down here right now um, in the summertime, just something refreshing. Um, but it's got, it's got a strong flavor to it. You know, it, it's uh, not something light that just washes away. Um, and uh, it's only – so this is the other interesting thing about the whole IPA thing right now, people talking about how terrible hops are. This whole, like – style of new england ipas this is you know it said late edition hops dry hopped it's only 25 ibus so yeah yeah you're kind of painting with if you say you don't like pale ales because of the hoppiness i feel like you might be painting yeah and then you can eat eat it right yeah um because there's plenty of ipas that have hops but don't have that that piney um, kind of dryness that I think people 
associate with. <laughs> Some action. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no worries. Getting a visitor. Hey. My dog's coming down to say hi. Where my dog's hi, at. Puppy. Uh, but yeah, I definitely get that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So um, I I gave it a four. I think it's awesome, but I I have to be entirely honest here. Um, while I am singing its praise, I uh, don't really remember. Like I I had the Spud Heavy last time we recorded, which was another uh, limited run. Right. I couldn't really, I think they're both great, but I couldn't really tell you. And maybe it's a, you know, my palate's just not, not that finely tuned, but I couldn't really tell you the difference. Okay. Like I pour the spud heavy and it, it looks like a glass of orange juice. It's, it, um, you know, it's, uh, maybe cause it was, I know it was an Imperial. So a little yeah, more, it was uh, 7.8. I'm looking at the difference in the, in the, uh, yeah, li- and the ABVs, um, a little more uh, in seven. So boozy. I mean, but yeah, it's um. So I guess yeah, what my my big critique would be that both those beers were great, but what what if makes you told one different me, from the other? Yeah, and it it might just be I can't I can't distinguish on my palate the difference between an Idaho Seven or a Galaxy Hop. Um, right. So it could be. You know, shame on me, but you could put them both in a glass and I, I wouldn't know. Like, no. I wouldn't be able to tell you that one's Which moon one's, juice, yeah. that one's, yeah. You know, that's for the, you know, the refined palate. Yeah. So, all right. Give me one second. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, like you gotta, if you're going to roll that out, if that's mm-hmm. the rollout and they have those two beers like back to back. Yeah. Kinda, like that's that's a weird thing because, you know, if they're so similar in taste, yeah, and they look almost exactly the same, yeah, and like yeah. how how do you distinguish between them? That's yeah, that's yeah. weird. But and oh well, it's odd because their first their first of this like limited this new limited run thing they're doing was a pineapple upside down cake IPA, mm-hmm. and that was fantastic, and that had a very distinct flavor to it right um and then these two just just back to back and they're coming out like about like three weeks between each other um but it's yeah. still like i couldn't tell you i could not tell you the difference so yeah but as long as great, like, I'm it'd be, i them. really appreciate it if they were just trying to fuck with people just putting the same beer out over and over again yeah if, if someone told me that i'd be like you know what at least it's a good beer yeah um, the one thing I was th- I th- uh, came back to my mind that I, I wanted to talk to you mm-hmm. off air about, um, but it kind of relates to what you said at the beginning of the podcast about barbecue season. Mm-hmm. So, um, and whatever, it's our podcast. We yeah. can do what we want. Yeah, we um, so I am on a, uh, I've talked to you and on the other podcast about I'm a ba- base or I help coach the baseball team yes. that my son plays on. And it's funny cause it's, you know, like four five and six year olds. Mm-hmm. And we have <laughs> five coaches or five guys or five dads that help out, which, you know, it seems like overkill for, you know, um, a little league team that, you know, to have five coaches. But, you know, they're the dads and it helps, you know, 
keeping track of the kids yeah. and you know keep them from playing in the dirt and all that shit. Um, so, anyways, uh, at the end of the season, the head coach is like, "Hey, we uh, we should get all get together and have you know have a, a coach's party." Oh, and I'm, all right, absolutely, let's do it. And um, we have a really nice place here, and and uh, we volunteered that we have it here. Well, one of the other coaches is like, "That's great, I got the food." I'm like, all right, that's good. And a couple weeks go by, and then finally, this last Friday is when the date was. And so, you guys on the on uh, Maz podcast, yeah. were talking a little bit about that um, that tailgating life. Yes, that like who like who are those guys that like can really get into tailgating? And and I found him. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. So he has a full size like Ford pickup with like a big crew cab, full size bed, one of those. Um, caps on the back of the truck that like go from here and then they they rise up in the back and then have like a big glass thing that open up mm-hmm. um just you, like a lot of room big penn state decals and stuff <laughs> everywhere um and uh and he pulls into the house and people are supposed to come over at like like between five thirty and 6 mm-hmm. you know because we're gonna be swimming and you know grilling out and having beers and just kind of relaxing we have you know the bags are cornhole or whatever yeah. you want yeah, bags. to call it. Yeah, bags. <laughs> I, I, um, I want to call it bags. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Um, and a couple other, like, games. Oh, and the game that uh, Matt was playing, mm-hmm. we play the same game. It's called Polish. So it's not as offensive, offensive because it doesn't sound as much like a, a sex move. <laughs> yeah, so po- I gotcha. No, but we, we have that game, too. But anyways, we have all, all that stuff. But this guy rolls in at 12 for, for a 6 o'clock party. So he rolls in. Oh my god, this guy's awesome. Yeah, and he rolls in and um, and he opens the back of his truck and it's like I said, eight foot bed. I mean, and it is packed with mm-hmm. big, big Tupperware or not Tupperware, but like those big, uh, what are they called? Um, it just big uh, like plastic coolers, totes and stuff. No, like totes with the plastic covers and stuff. Okay, all full of stuff. Pulls out this smoker that's like five foot high by like. You know, three foot wide, a deep frying system set up like this dude. And this guy, this is what this guy does on every home Mm -hmm. uh, Penn State game Mm -hmm. is he goes like he knows the guy that runs the lot that he loves and he can get in early. So he gets set up early. It's like 12 o'clock game. He's up there at like 530 in the morning. It's a lifestyle. it, It took him probably a good two and a half hours to three hours to get everything set up where he's actually done and sitting down and then lighting up a cigar and just sitting and waiting for the game to start as it were, you know, of course it's just a bunch of kids coming over to swim in the pool, but, um, but yeah, this is that guy. And I mean, uh, he did smoked wings and like big old kibosses and stuff. And, uh, the, the smoked wings were, he had like five different flavors. I mean, it, it was one of those things where we tried to pick up the wing, but all the meat just kept falling off because it's so, you know, mm. so tender, you know, <sighs> so you're just kind of, uh, it's just fantastic. That is I mean, amazing. this guy was going all out. So those are those guys. And there's, yeah. it's a special breed because he is all, all into it. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good barbecue, good beers. Um, yeah. It was a, it was a prime barbecue thing. Yeah. So if you ever need anything catered, yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't mind going. You know, there's... He'll, he'll come down. 
Yeah, if if, if Penn State's <laughs> playing LSU, you could probably hook up with them. Yeah, hey, I'm all. F- I I uh, I like to be on the receiving end of that. I like to be in the uh, in the receiving line, but I have no interest in. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it and it's that it's that thing where you everyone knows that time you've walked through a concert or a, mm-hmm. uh, or a tailgate or wherever it is that you've walked through and the people have been there forever and they're like, come on in, have a, this is that guy. Like, yeah. it, like, you know, like there's food everywhere, more food than he can eat or his family can eat. And it's just, you know, um, yeah. Uh, I wish we'd do that more for like movies and stuff. We could tailgate for movies. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the AMC parking lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I just uh, it it was one of those things I wanted to tell you about nice. because it was a uh, you know on my mind from Mavs. Yeah, and had a beer beer tend beer tangent to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, booze adjacent. Yes, that's right. I love it. Nice. All right. Um, anything else going on in the in the beer world for you? Not really. Um, uh, yeah, I, those heavy IPAs on these hot days are, yeah. Uh, so I, I actually, I had a beer that was, uh, it was wild. Um, it was a lemongrass ginger gosa and it was just so light and refreshing and like just had this great, like little citrusy little ginger flavor to it. And then the body was just so light that it was seriously like you you swallow it and it tastes it's like you didn't just have a beer, right? That's yeah. interesting. What it, what is a gosa? Um, I I think it's kind of on the uh, it's like moving more into the sour spectrum. I was gonna try and look okay. it up on my phone, but the computer right in front of me is definitely faster. Well, the, the lemongrass. Yeah, sounds interesting. Because it's a top fermented like... beer. You know, um, what, what? at least fifty percent grain being malted wheat. Dominant flavors include a lemon sourness, herbal characteristic, and a strong saltiness. Well, hmm, that makes some sense. Yeah, because, huh? Interesting. Yeah, I've had I've had a couple. Um, I had one by Grayton, which was a beer company um, kind of near where I was living in Fort Walton, um, called Salt of the Gulf. And that one, it lived up to his name. It, it was, it had a very salty flavor to it with like just this hint of watermelon. Um, nowhere near as, like, this beer I had was so refreshing. It was insane. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I'd, I'd be interested in trying some of that. Yeah. So kind of like sporty up top. Hipster down mm, below. Yes. Sporty okay. tops. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, sporty top, clean finish. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, well, if you want to see what we're drinking and having, uh, go on untapped and see the pictures. Uh, Andrew has a nice little um, uh, motif going on with uh, beer and movies and his, uh, his uh, check-in yeah. for his uh, moon shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went strictly uh just just despite the uh stanley cup champions uh i put my own stanley cup champions up there <laughs> so uh but yeah uh check us out on a tap it's a good little 
way to see what the different beers are out are out there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, at arm's length, you've had that. Yes. Uh, oh no, yes. that was you. Yes. Yep. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. In India Pale Lager. Um, yes. You had that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, really. Oh, oh, actually, probably a couple months ago now. <laughs> yeah, a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. So. It's all right. It's summer. Everyone's everyone's taking it easy. It is what it yeah. is. Cool. Um, yeah, Brewview, Brewview Pod on Untapped, as well yes. as on Twitter. Yep. And uh, Brewview. Is it broomviewpod at gmail.com? Yeah. If you want to contact us. Oh, we did get a little bit of uh, interaction uh, uh, whilst we were away. I think the next day after we released, uh, we, we got, got some feed- yeah. feedback from uh, Master Zed. Mm-hmm. Checking in, coming back from his, uh, his after his nuptials and his consummating his wedding or his marriage. Nice. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Um, I think uh, he he reviewed uh, Annihilation for us. Yes, or, uh, with us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he hit pretty much all the same things we were kind of talk talking about. Yeah. Um, he he kind of he he got a little bit more into the uh, relationship between um, uh, Natalie Portman's character and um and Oscar Isaac's character mm-hmm. a little bit more, and uh, also uh. Uh, but she, I, er, she, he, he, um, he kind of hit the same thing where it was kind of like, and I think he, he refer. I, I, I wasn't sure if he w- listened to the episode or mm-hmm. before he wrote it or. Yeah, I or couldn't. After. I honestly couldn't tell. Okay, um, because he, he, he said about the, uh, the game, um, yeah, the, the video guess, game aspect of it. I guess that would be an indicator that maybe he did listen right so that probably yeah yeah maybe and i'm just dumb uh, not yeah. looking at but context overall, clues. I think he liked it a little bit more yeah than we did um one thing that i don't think we i mean we did uh we talked about some of the images and stuff but the overall mm-hmm. uh the the just the uh the colors and uh it was just a really pretty movie i guess yeah, yeah, it was it was especially for like the subject matter. It was very um, really aside from the like nightmare bear. Um, yeah, it really was kind of a juxtaposition, like this rainbow colored, like very beautiful vegetation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 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 it's definitely something to be said for that. I'm glad he brought it up because I don't think we really hit on that. Yeah, um, uh, he did talk about the the uh the nightmare bear mm-hmm. and obviously well we all have a crush on natalie portman so hey and i'm older than you so i have dips okay <laughs> you guys can have her not me and let me tell you exactly why right, uh in v for vendetta when she shaves her head she looks just like my younger brother <laughs> oh that's so hot i mean what <laughs> hey it takes all kinds um that's just not not an incest guy it's never been my thing. Unless that it's uh, that might require a um, <laughs> a side by side picture on Twitter. Yeah, uh, I've got to have. Yes. Okay. Actually, let me just write that down right now. And uh, thank you for uh, 
for breaking the uh, silence, the radio silence, Mr. Z. Yes. A.K.A. Master Z. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's about that time of year that we get him back on here. So yeah, uh, yeah. So that will be our next one of our next episodes. Not the next, probably, but we'll get it set. We'll we'll get it worked out. Yeah, we'll start we'll start figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did say about Tessa Thompson's character being, and I don't think we've talked about her really at all. Uh, no. And uh, but yeah, she was she was good. She's been great in everything I've seen mm-hmm. in her in, and she's like I've been seeing her in a ton of stuff lately. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm I I think um not to to um discredit the other people that worked on on the movie and and were acting in the movie, but I think that we just kind of had a couple points that we really at least I did that I really wanted to hit on and everything else kind of fell by the wayside. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So with yeah, with a with a movie like that mm-hmm. with that broad uh, aspiration like it's hard to get into depth with a lot of character development mm-hmm. and you know, you can do it with like one or two, but not with, you know, 10. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. thank you very much, Devin. I appreciate it. And yeah, thank uh, you. Hopefully we'll be hearing from you soon. Yes. Maybe, so, uh, maybe after tonight. Yeah. We watch two movies. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's get into yeah. our assignments this week. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, I don't really remember. Well, I know the movies we're talking about, um, but we both watched them both, so we may as well yeah. just just jump right into it. Uh, sure. Where, where, Which we, one do, where do you want to hit first? You want to get the worst out first? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're necessarily in agreement. No, I don't know either. I don't, no, I don't, think, we... I, I don't think I saw a bad movie this past week. Personally. I think I did. Um, well, the the anticipation's killing me. Okay, now let's uh, let's let's get Disaster Artist out of the way. Okay, cool. The movie I liked lesser of the two. I'll I'll be upfront about that. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, streaming on Amazon right now. Disaster Artist. It is the um, I guess the making of the worst, the best worst movie of all time. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, the most worstest. Yes. Uh, the room. It, it is uh, unfortunately for James Franco. It was his uh, his like you know James Franco having a coming out party. Maybe you know he's been in the zeitgeist for a while, but this is him writing, directing, yeah, or, uh, adapting screenplay and directing and starring in something that's not so esoteric. Like he's he's kind of been ripped on by his by his buddies. Um, yes. for like doing the, uh, like just these weird offbeat movies that just don't ever really find an audience. But yeah. then he comes back and does like this little, you know, plays the stoner character and, and right. everything and, is right with the world again. The end of the world. Yeah. 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 Um, but this, this is a chance for him to show off his acting chops and his directing chops. Yeah. So. In that regard, um, I was really looking forward to this movie. Uh, from the moment it was announced, I was like, "Are you kidding me? They're making this movie? That's amazing!" And then it mm-hmm. started to get these really like positive reviews, and I just thought, "Like, how funny is this? Like, the 
what's widely considered the worst movie ever made, the story of that is being heralded as as an incredible achievement. And it's just some sort of like weird twist of fate. Right. Um, then I sat down and watched it, and I don't really think, uh, I don't really find James Franco to be acting so much as doing an impression. And um, I guess where does that yeah. line begin and end? But it just really felt like. I don't know. I mean, well, I I think what they did because it was so such a it, well, if anyone's watched this movie, you you know how James Franco acts in this and it is mm-hmm. like almost off-putting yeah. on how bad it is until it's you see the and and they did this for a reason, I think. The end credits. The and and did side by side I think the end credits like bumped, um, bumped, uh, bumped it up a rating point for me. Honestly, probably just how how spot on he nailed him. Yeah, I mean he really did. Mm-hmm. Um, but but again, it was just it it was just an impression of like an eccentric guy. I felt like. Yeah. Well, well. First, let's talk about uh, the movie The Room. Have you sure. ever seen The Room? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. Um, it is widely, widely considered the worst movie ever. Um, and when it was, well, um, yeah, uh, it's 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 found cult standing, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's why you know you probably. I mean, it, it it there's a reason why we've heard of it. There's a reason why they're making a movie about it, mm-hmm. this whole thing, um, and and it pretty much it tries to not document but like it tries to tell the story of this person and Mm -hmm. and, you know why or how this movie got made and uh because there's so many people that and like like rocky horror picture show Mm -hmm. there's watch parties yeah and people throw stuff and you know all that stuff um okay before we we get too far uh maybe should we talk about the why like it's like why it wasn't even in the Oscars because it like was in the Golden Globes and like he was I think he was best actor in the Golden Globes maybe um uh, and like cuz like he got caught up in the me too thing which you know sure. yes or no yes. or whatever yeah he did know. not sure uh, that sounded dismissive i didn't mean it like that sorry no no i i mean i don't know whether he did or did not yeah. do, but he did get caught up in that which mm-hmm. and then it just got totally scrubbed from the Oscars yeah, which is that right or wrong? Um, it was nominated for best adapted screenplay, but for for something to win a Golden Globe for best performance and not even get a nomination nod is is strange. Like the Golden Globes are kind of like the um, the, the precursor. The, yeah. To. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 maybe I'm. I'm yeah, so that out. might be the case. Um, but also, yeah, best uh, performance. Yeah, yeah, so so that might be the case. The whole um, the the Me Too movement. It might be a um, a byproduct of that, or the simple fact that this movie is not really anything special, and well, I didn't well, really understand. Yeah. I will make the argument for that. I mean. Because all it is is making fun, or no? It's a it's bunch like, of buddies like who have a bunch of access, um, making uh, a kind of like goofy ode to this movie that they get high and watch. 
I get yeah, and and that is one and of it the really things, feels that way to me. Well, no, uh, Jonah Hill and um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, come on, um, uh, Seth Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. They love this movie. Yeah, and and it come it came out in what like two thousand two or something mm-hmm. like that, and so I mean, really, it's a movie about uh, an asshole fuck up. Yeah, who has a ton of money mm-hmm. and is not talented, but has been got has been rewarded for it. Yeah, and I hate that so much. <laughs> like I'm, like I'm, like our, yeah. He's know, like we he, have a president that's doing he's, that. Right yeah, now. yeah. He, I was gonna say he's a prototype to uh, YouTube stars, but president yeah. e- even more apropos because it's just a, a giant baby with money. Yeah, and that, and that you know whatever like, but like and. Like yeah, he's eccentric and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. like, get deeper into his person. Like, don't tell me you can't get access to this guy and find out where he's from, where he is, what he's doing. Like, yeah. I understand that. Maybe there's a documentary for it, but like, you know, you, we can find out who this guy is. Yes. Like, no, people don't like. He's still around. Like he was at the um, the Britannia Theaters, the small independent theater by me. Um, they have done several midnight showings of the room with him and Greg Sestero doing Q and A's afterwards. Like this guy, like he just, I don't know if no one's ever put like the extra effort in like private investigator or something like that, but right, it's widely um, known that there's just no real like documentation. Like he says he's from Chalmette, which is, just outside of new orleans right um but he doesn't sound southern he doesn't sound creole he doesn't sound cajun he sounds more eastern block yeah yeah he sounds like sounds like he drinks pilsners yes he's from the yes he drinks uh czech pilsners yeah um yeah it's uh, i don't know man it I, i will tell you this if you can get through the first maybe 40 minutes of this movie it does mm-hmm. pick up and i was enjoying myself until yeah. the end then i didn't like the end so like the middle like the second act was was enjoyable when they mm-hmm. were making the movie yeah. that first act was was it was difficult to watch wasn't it it, it was hard to get like, through it, it was really just was. like just this really gross kind of like predatory behavior <laughs> it, it, it felt it really felt like i appreciated dave franco's mm-hmm his his uh uh his performance because it felt like he was like and it maybe it it, it was kind of i don't know playing on what that character was doing in the movie too but just yeah. like desperately trying to save this movie <laughs> like he like he was acting his balls off i really yeah. like dave like i haven't seen him in a whole lot of stuff like no i haven't either i've never he's never really left an impression on me um, right. but i do feel like he kind of carried this one and I I really enjoyed him in this movie. Like I thought he was trying to, trying to carry it and trying to save it, mm-hmm. and acting trying, try maybe overacting in parts, but um, ah oh man, it almost like made it, it felt like it was making fun of it, like a like uh, a mentally handicapped person at points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't say he's not mentally handicapped. Like yeah, I mean, some kind of disorder. Probably on the spectrum know? somewhere. Yeah, or I guess I don't um, use the spectrum anymore. Sorry, no, I don't know. No. 
No, I'm not sorry. My wife. Don't worry. I'm not sorry. All right. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, just... it was a fascinating look into, like, how this movie got made. And, like, like is, were they trying – and it was a good look at the end. They have these end credits. They do side-by-sides mm-hmm. of this, the, the, the scenes they filmed to mimic – the scenes that were in the actual movie, yeah, and they were like spot on. And yes. like there was, it was hard to tell sometimes which was which. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. It just, uh, I guess, to go along your point, it it all felt just very surface. It all kind of felt like, um, like they never really got into anything, and that's like what was so fun about um, what was the. Uh, the uh, Island of Lost Souls or, oh, yeah. or Lost Souls yeah. was they really got into the nitty gritty of that. And yes. I understand that that as a documentary, it's more um, that's more inherent to that style of movie. But this just felt like kind of a, a, an exercise in re like recreating something. It's it honestly was like the closest I mean, obviously they did do like shot for shot remakes, but it's it's almost like a shot for shot uh, if they like found like bonus commentary or behind the scenes making stuff and then just remade that. It almost feels like that. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it's a love letter to it, which it sure. might have been better to do a little bit more of a uh, biting thing to it. But it, I guess this is more of a movie for... Uh, to to kind of you know explain this ph- phenomenon that like why all these people love this terrible movie yeah it feels a bit self-serving too like it's just like yeah. these four guys who love this movie decided to make a movie about this movie they love yeah so. it just wish it was a little bit more biting i don't know yeah and it is and, like... well it would it surprise you one bit that you know james franco was doing uh when he was directing everybody was still in character mm-hmm you know, no, wouldn't, because yeah. that's what he did. Yeah, because that was his that was his character's job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gave it a six. Uh, I I still I honestly don't I don't think it's a bad movie, and I do think like watching the um the side by side at the end, like it just it definitely leaves a really good taste in your mouth. Like just yeah, it's such an enjoyable thing. But it's um, but I I just. They never found it worthy of the the headlines it was making. And yeah. Maybe well, maybe that's maybe me. it wasn't the like the Me Too movement that got it out of the, May, you know, yeah. the Oscar thing. Maybe yeah, I really just... don't think that it had any any business. Like, um, like it's not elite filmmaking. No, I mean, uh, there there is maybe an argument to be made for James Franco being nominated, yeah, as best actor. But that is one of those things where. You know, it's it's Rain Man. It's it's you know Dustin Hoffman playing Rain Man. It's it's uh, Charlize Theron playing uh, the monster. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of thing where you're going so uh, off type and yeah, you know. yeah. But I'm, I mean, again, it's just it's all it's all surface. Like you you didn't really get into the mind of this character of Tommy Wiseau. Like you, it was it was just it was an impression. Yeah, so. and there, there's there's nothing biting about this movie. It was no. like it was like all the all the struggles came up ex- exactly when you thought they would come up, mm-hmm. and it was just 
Uh, it was just it, it was it, it is an interesting story to tell for sure. How this movie get made sure. and this like mysterious character, it just was done eh, average. That's why I gave it a five. Hmm. All right. Uh, it is Amazon stream on Amazon. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. Right here. Right now. Uh, if you want to check it out, see for yourself, mm-hmm. or if you already have, shoot us an email. Let us know what you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from there. Yeah. Uh, also from 2017, also a movie that was getting a lot of awards buzz, um, written and directed by Greta Gerwig, was Lady Bird. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, kind of keeping in theme with uh, a very, very um, more subtle, but very link ladder approach to storytelling mm-hmm. um so it's a it's uh set specifically i think it's pretty uh it's got to be biographical because there's so many oh, specific yeah, i'm pretty sure i've heard some and i didn't really i didn't really look into it too much um but it's just it's so specific and so of a time and place that it just it just seems like this is from uh, this is just an interpolation yeah. of Greta Gerwig's upbringing. Yeah, so. I mean, she was from Sacramento area, and like I've heard interviews and stuff where yeah. it was. It's not like note for note. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is what happened in my life, but this yeah. is a a look into the the angst of a you know uh, a, a late teen mm-hmm. graduating, uh, you know, high school girl. So, yes. Uh, yeah, so, um, well, you know, this movie got a lot of love, a lot of love. Yes, it did. Um, this wouldn't crack my top 20, I don't think, of last year. I, uh, I liked it, but I'd I, have I to don't look, think it was. I'd have to take a closer look. Well, um, I, maybe, maybe I'm being a little bit hyperbolic. No, no, I, I, no, I understand what you're getting at, but I honestly, like, I'm trying to, you know, it's bad because I should be able to rattle off like if these movies made such an impression on me, but now I'm right. drawing a blank. Um, but I I particularly enjoyed it. Um, 2002, uh, I think, is uh, kind of a... I guess that we're at that point now where people who are around my age are being successful. But yeah. hey, I've yeah. got... I've got two podcasts, so that's right. I'm right there with them. Um, well, like I'm this... looking. I'm just looking back on last year's. Uh, I'm looking at the Big Sick. You could, you could really. Oh yes, you could the compare Big Sick this. Was fantastic. You could compare this to the Big Sick really mm-hmm. easily, right? Mm-hmm. This is uh, a a year, a two year, or, or a year slice of a person's life, right? Yes. And you could, I mean, both. <sighs> Like the big sick was so much better than this movie, I thought. Or not maybe not so much, but like I think better. I think the big sick was better too. Yes. Um, but I just I enjoyed this. I feel like it's kind of the perspective felt a little fresh. It 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 rang really um true for me. She, like growing she, up she with, rang true. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um uh Sorcy Ronan Sorsha. Sir Okay. Sure. 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 She rang true, but it felt it 
like didn't it didn't it feel like after a while it just felt monotonous like the same thing like just over and over and over like uh yeah it felt like it was kind of like a, a tug of war where it's just back and forth where like it's it's the daughter and mom being sweet to each other and then nasty to each other and then just the, this constant like up and down and yeah i could see i definitely uh could see where you would feel it repetitive being repetitive because it does kind of go through the same it it it's um no, just the no, same no, I'm starting kind of the same argument over and over again but i've like you know growing up in in a house with two sisters like i've seen these arguments happen and and just things that just go right back to normal after that and i was in i had just started high school when this was taking place and, mm. and um I just, uh, I don't know. It just felt very, um, I don't know, just, just true to life. And, and the, the push and pull between the mother and daughter and, and, uh, these, you know, these delusions of grandeur that, that high school kids have that like, they're, you know, going to go off and travel the world or whatever. And, find themselves and i I just i think it was really good and i think i also just really enjoy for the most part this type of uh, like when a slice of life movie is done well i i don't know i i fawn over it i just i really enjoy that type of storytelling just just character driven very loose plot like you know that um obviously the there's something's gonna go they're gonna go from point a to point b but it's very in and out um and and the friendships that just pop off and then and then fizzle out and just i don't know the the rotation of clicks it just everything about this i feel like was just so spot on and so well done and i really feel like it was well acted and um it just i don't know i i can't really if you have something bad to say about it or something you didn't enjoy about it i can i feel like i can understand where people are coming from with that but for me i just i from start to not I don't want to say finished because the last like 10 minutes were kind of like just tacked on so that it was technically a full length motion motion picture. Yeah. Um, because it's very short in an hour and 34 minutes. And, and I feel like, uh, that was just something tacked on for, for festival purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that it didn't detract it from it enough for me to not really fall in love with this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I I get what you're saying, and, mm-hmm. and the more I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking of the, um, you know, uh, some of the things that pop up during the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about you know how a high school person, you know, whether it's a, uh, a girl or a boy, mm-hmm. how they deal with things, and and you know whether it's the boyfriend, and then the issue, but like so one of my problems was like that the boyfriend thing came up and it and it was a huge like revelation that's halfway through the movie and all of a sudden it disappears. Yeah. And then you don't you, you see a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, residuals from it, but yeah. like, but maybe that 
and and me thinking through this right now, maybe that is like how you go through high school, like the things yeah. that are so important, like this week, and you have such kind of disappear. Yeah, strong, strong next. opinions, strong convictions. You're like, I am done with this person, and then you really are because I don't know, you're just angry and have this misplaced frustration of youth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah, and 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 the, well, and that and just the, like the gravity of the moment, like the gravity you put on something, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, it's not that important because there's this other thing that's important, and it kind right. of disappears into the, it's just it's a subplot, and yes. it kind of disappears. Yeah, you know, and it goes on to the next thing, you know, where you're trying to be popular or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm. I don't have anything really bad to say about this. I'm. 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 I came down pretty hard on it to start, but what what I was kind of fighting back on was the love that was getting from the Oscars, where you know I liked, uh, you know, the Big Six so much more. Yeah, uh, not so much more, but enough to. I'm no. I'm confident in my in saying that I think the Big Sick was better, and I yeah. think this movie was really good, and I think this movie definitely deserves a look. But I think that if you since you bring it up, and we are talking about like that's one of the that's a huge snub in recent memory, like a movie that is really just from start to finish well crafted, and I know people like want so we're just wanting so bad for Wonder Woman to get love for some sort of weird sense of self-validation. But like that movie has a terrible first and third act and I <clears> loved <throat> it. I loved the movie, but it's like, if we're, yeah. if you're talking about artistry in filmmaking, it's not in the league. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, but so like the big sick is one that was just like a huge oversight. Very weird. Yeah. Um, and there do, there are a lot of these these kind of parallels of that you're just kind of watching these people's lives and and big sick has more of a, a stronger through line but it still does kind of just just observational yeah storytelling it's, it's picking up where they are in their life and like yeah. ending right whenever you know mm-hmm. the camera shuts off and you know, whatever happens after happens, but yeah. like you have an idea where it's going, but, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, uh, it's worth like, if you hear Saoirse Ronan's accent in an interview and then listen to her talk as a teenage girl mm-hmm. in, in, in Sacramento, like you, like she deserves all the accolades yeah. you can imagine. Like, cause like her Irish accent is so thick. Like it's hard to understand her sometimes in interviews, but like to like to even think she was from a different place than Sacramento or anywhere, yeah, like Middle America, um, like you you had no idea, mm. you know, it, it's, it, awesome. it's a pretty and um you know Laurie Madcalf was up for uh, best supporting actress, uh I thought she was really good she was a yeah. little one note um at times but um for the most part like you I was. Like I fell in love with her. She was, yeah. I felt yeah, like she I, had had two two notes, um, but she just like she could only play one at a time. And it, yeah, it, it just, was like, like yeah, it was either yeah, it was either the either, black either, or the white youth. Yeah, yeah, you're either like, there was no tough love or soft and mushy. 
I think the best scene with those two together was when they were arguing in, in the in the uh, the department store or whatever mm-hmm. they were. And as soon as she found the dress, and oh, like yeah. they picked it up, and she's and you know, uh, Lori Metcalf picked it up, and Cersei just like melted when she saw it, like right in the middle of an argument. Yeah, you everything know? dissipated. And, it just, and it, it goes to what you were saying about how. The relationship, you know, mm-hmm. you go from angry to whatever, yeah. you know, in a split second. So, mm-hmm. I think that was probably the best. Um, That's a great example of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like Tracy Letzinus, the dad. Yeah, because he was just kind of on board. Like, what am I doing here? And what? oh, and I and I did like the whole family, uh, the whole family dynamic. The family dynamic. Uh, yeah. I was really interested. I want to hear the 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 son's story and and his girlfriend. Yeah, uh, like I wanted to get a little bit more into that. Um, mm-hmm. But they just were like kind of skirting around the edges. And... Yeah, very ancillary. But they they had a couple poignant moments. Yeah, yeah. There's that oh. that moment where the the father and son are interviewing for the same job. Which oh is yeah, so... <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Tracy Letts character like he, you know steps up and does the right thing it just i don't know there's just so many very sweet moments and so many very like accurate moments and i just i felt like it was really poignant look at at this yeah slice of life yeah yeah um so i I gave it an eight and i just uh did some (laughs) cross-referencing i gave uh the big sick a nine yeah. Um, the user rating for Ladybird is seven point five. For the Big Sick is uh, seven point six. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, huge snub. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, the Metacritic for Ladybird is ninety four, and the mm-hmm. Metacritic for um the big sick is an 86 so i mean it's it's right in there as far as mm-hmm. like metacritic i guess you could look kind of as the rotten tomatoes ish type yeah. Of score yeah it's not um, not a perfect system but no um well i think more than anything else that just speaks to um something here Eighty-eight thousand people have submitted user reviews for Big Sick and 131,000 for Lady Bird. And mm. I think those are both criminally underseen then. So, yeah, probably. And that, and, and that they doesn't are necessarily... Small movies, so. Yeah, they're, they're very small movies. And that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the Oscars because they will occasionally... They'll find those small movies and really run with them sometimes. Um, yeah. Kind of like, like we saw with Lady Bird, but... You would think it would get a boost from, from all the Oscar. Stuff. I was just, you know, what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that wow moment, and and like it, like the. I guess this is a, a product of you know the sum of all the parts, mm-hmm. making it a great movie. Because it, it, like, there were no like bad beats really in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I was waiting for that you know, Oscar winning moment or that the reason you came to see this movie. Right. You the know, big speech or soliloquy or, or maybe or, whatever it is. Yeah, like, yeah. or just like, uh, between two characters. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, the, the old, or the new boyfriend after the old, yeah. Like that dude was the worst, you know, <laughs> Timothy Chalmay or whatever. Yes. Yeah. He, Oh, he 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 made me laugh he, when he was did he? he was talking. Um, there was something he said. He's like, 
because it's just classic like idealistic youth and he's yes. like all he's down on america oh yes when he yes, when he yes. goes like yeah i'm trying not to participate in the economy yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> It's such a dumb... It's like, like, such an in, like, like an asinine statement. Like, yeah. Like, like no one's thinking that. Yeah, just it's that just... false depth that high schoolers think they have. Yeah. And maybe it's just I've, I saw a lot of myself and my surroundings in this movie, too. Yeah, so, probably. Yeah, that could be. I can't even see back there from here. Back where? Back to where I was at. Back young. when? Oh, I get you. I get you. It's like, right, what's going on? I am lost. I'm not lost anymore. Uh, yeah. And uh, also, I like Greta Gerwig a lot. I think that she is um, she's a person who I'm, I'm interested in the stuff she does. I first uh, took notice of her in Francis Ha, which is another mm-hmm. kind of little more quirky um, yeah. slice of life movie. And like I said, I just... It's, most of the time, those work for me. As long as it's not Boyhood, that movie, I, I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, also streaming, uh, Lady Bird also streaming on Amazon Prime. So, yeah, if you guys want to check it out, big um, Prime week. Yes, I, I'm, I guess we've we've trying been trying to do this more. I would definitely recommend Lady Bird. Um, Disaster artist, I I feel like you know if you're interested in it, and my feelings on it won't sway you one way or the other. Yeah, I, I, I echo you right there. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's definitely Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. I, like, I was telling Ryan tonight, actually, we're sitting by the fire waiting for my wife to get home, and um, that's how we roll. We just yeah. sit by fires. Yeah. And I was like, I watched Disaster Artist. Maybe that's why it's so hot up there. So you're just yeah. always by a fire. Oh, yeah. That's right. Just making fires and yeah. talking shop. Lighting fires hot, and kicking hot, tires. Hot hot talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I was just like, yeah. yeah. Don't watch it. Yeah. Fair enough. And, yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, well... What are we gonna watch next time we get together? Huh. In two week. Hmm. I see what you've done there. You might have. Uh... Never mind. Uh... <laughs> I was gonna seal our fates. I think. Uh. So, I got a movie that I've not seen yet. I'm gonna try and watch it as well. Um. But it's been popping up on a lot of. I've been trying to. Uh, I was trying to get ahead of it. This week. Um. And, and be prepared. So I was doing some due diligence. This movie's been popping up on a lot of lists of um, like hidden gems or best streaming movies um, from 2015. A movie called Turbo Kid. And I think it's uh, very much a little. Uh, it's like um, it's like uh, what, uh, what's that movie? Attack the Block meets uh, Bad Max Fury Road. Yes. Right? Oh, it's ninety-seven. I guess it takes place in ninety-seven. I thought it, yeah. I would have, I would have put it in the eighties, but uh, yeah, um, or maybe with a little zombie landing. I guess based just based on pictures I'm seeing. Maybe, 
but yeah, it seems cool. It seems like a lot of fun, and hopefully it is. Um, but that is streaming I'm lo- on. I'm Netflix. looking for a good soundtrack in this movie. Oh, I would. I expect if there's one thing that's going to be good, it better be that. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So, at the very least, we'll be getting your opinion on it. But I'm going to try and uh, try and give it a watch as well. Cool. Um, a movie that I I didn't talk about a whole lot because. Uh, you hadn't seen it yet, uh, mm-hmm. but I did see it in theaters. Uh, Quiet Place is streaming now on Fredo Flex. It's also available on, like, if you want to buy it on demand or whatever, mm-hmm. it is now available that way. So uh, for you, you're going to be watching A Quiet Place. Um, Indeed. Yes. Uh, John Krasinski's first, I think it's his first directing, uh, major directing. Uh nice thing so we're doing a lot of uh uh writer director type things or yeah yeah so uh yeah we'll talk about more next week so but uh just know that i really liked it so you better like it too (laughs) all right a lot of pressure yeah i'm i'm up to the challenge though uh excellent so uh you guys want to wait to hear from us we still got you covered um i'm going uh Taking it back to the old school. Uh, 1989, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is streaming oh, on Amazon nice. Prime. Oh, yeah, and based on the new the news mm-hmm. coming out, there's the, the third installment of the Bill and Ted Adventures are coming out. Really? Shortly. Yes. Bill and Ted 3. No way. Awesome. That is far out. Yeah. <laughs> Totally awesome. Uh, cool. I am Bill, Bill and Ted face the music. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I am into it. Yes, I'm here Sweet. for that. Sweet. Awesome. Um, yeah, so in, in light of the news then. Very timely. Yes. Perfect. Good. And uh, hey. what do you got for the kids at home? Uh, I got some on Amazon. Uh, a movie that is a little trippy, a little, I, I, I really like this movie and, um, it's a movie we haven't talked about a whole lot. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit next week. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, that might be a good idea, right? Is mm-hmm. you, we sign the movie and then talk a little bit about next week. I don't, maybe, I don't know. We get a little bit too in depth and it might go too long, but whatever. <laughs> uh, event horizon. Yes. Uh, from 1997 stream on Amazon, uh, uh, as Jim will call him, Samuel L. Jackson, but his real name is Lawrence Firstburn, and Sam Neill uh, star in a very trippy, heady um, uh, movie about dimensions and uh, all kinds of good stuff. It's it is like if you're if you if you have an evening where you're not. Where you, where you don't mind being engrossed by a movie, this movie will engross you. Yeah. So, uh, you like this movie? Yes, I do. Good. Uh, and it's, if nothing else, you'll get the um, the only explanation Hollywood has come up with for, uh, what is it, Black Holes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets used over and over again. And I think this was the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Like what's his fucking name? Used it in Interstellar. It's like really, yeah. Okay, no. this is this is where this is what we're okay. This is what, this we're, is what we're gonna do now. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
This is how yeah. we do things. All right. All right. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Well, if you do, if you do it good once, yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Uh, uh, There's yeah. a movie I need to see again because I haven't seen it probably. It's been quite a while. Yeah, it's a it's a weird movie, um, but I I like it. So it's it's got an alien esque feel to it. Yeah, it's kind of a it's a bit of a genre like almost can't decide what it wants to be, and I think maybe that's too. Some people find it to its detriment. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, I enjoy it's it. a it's a head it's a head trip. It's one mm-hmm. of those you know thinker movies uh while just being placed in space kind of like you know you put uh you know the first aliens Mm -hmm. you know thriller movie in space yeah aliens 2 action movie space yeah whatever it is you know so it's jason x kind of thing slasher movie in space (laughs) (laughs) uh third (laughs) installment of the uh, uh uh cloverfield in space yeah yeah, at some point you you got to make it to space. Awesome yes. Powers, uh, two, the second one, they went to space. Oh yeah, Moonraker, yeah. spies mm. in space. In space, <laughs> James Bond in space. That's, that's got to so be the fucking elevator pitch for so many. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I mean, Jason Ten in yeah. space. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 Friday the Thirteenth, but it's in space. In space. Okay. Somehow he gets on to the space shuttle. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jaws in space. In space. Yeah, you know. Space sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so next week we'll be reviewing Turbo Kid in a Quiet Place. Jaws uh, is hot right now. Yeah. Star Wars is hot right now. Mm-hmm. Jaws in space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Am- yeah, so you said Amity is a summer Sorry. space colony. We need some, we need space dollars. Uh, uh, commando in do space. this all night. Total honestly. recall. Total recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is commando in space. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. What? Uh, yeah. Are there space franchises that make it to Earth? That's it's right. Like, yeah. Right. Like, it's. Um, yeah. Um, we need to think space, smaller. Space camp in space. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, you know, it's like Apollo aliens. Apollo 13. But it's on Earth. On ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the ocean. <laughs> yeah, those movies probably don't get made too much. Can we put it back in space? No, no space. Hmm. Uh, Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, was it Pearl Harbor? Armageddon yeah. on Earth. <laughs> I feel like those two movies are weirdly similar. And they maybe are. they yeah, just came absolutely. out at the same time and have a similar cast. Just just without the soundtrack. Yeah. Don't want to close. I hope you close that with this episode with that. <laughs> All right. Uh I I can make that happen. Uh yeah. Turbo Kid and yes. streaming on Netflix. A Quiet Place is not streaming, but um it's available if you really want to yeah, and I know what get we're it. talking I about next week. It, but Brad recommends it. I'm gonna watch it. We're gonna talk it. It's gonna be good. Um, Damn. If you want to just wait on those two, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Event Horizon, both stream on Amazon Prime. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. It's Bill and Ted in hell. <laughs> in space. In in space hell. <laughs> 
Oh man. Uh, yes. So, uh, well, we told you guys where to reach us, so we don't really need to worry about that. Um, it's summer, so yeah, vacations they're happening. They're what's hot. funny is, what's <laughs> funny is, um, so we d- we decided to do vacations mm-hmm. whenever I was on vacation, and then. We talked too long about the movie we were talking about last week or two weeks ago, and then we yeah. missed a week. So, like, we've taken vacation from our vacation. Yeah. Top five. Yes. That uh, that actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump right in here. Um, I my number five vacation, uh, from 1991. Frank Oz's What About Bob. Nah, I knew this was coming up, so that's why I didn't put it on. <laughs> a vacation yeah. from my problems. From your vacation. <laughs> or from, yeah, from yeah. your, yeah, sorry. <laughs> now, I just, um, I remember, I think one of the first times we, I came on and did a top five on Mavs, mm-hmm. this movie came up. And maybe the second time I came on as well. It was. It wouldn't surprise me. I, yeah. I like to talk about this movie. So. No. So do I. Yeah, uh, Bill Murray doing his his best his his like sweetest Bill Murray because like he's he's funny in a lot of stuff, but he's also kind of a dick. Oh yeah, here he's just like aloof and lovable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you to know, everyone, that's but. why we uh, yeah, that's why we uh, love Peter Venkman because he's he's funny, but he's a dick. Um, yeah, to everyone but poor Richard Dreyfus. Uh, who just wants to have a family with his kids and celebrate the uh, success of his new um, his new book, Baby Steps? <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. Whenever he's going through and he's like, "I got a book here. Oh, he's, here it is." Yeah, he's just got a do- dozens of copies of it. And then, uh, of course, Bob taking it very literally and, and taking small steps out of the office. Just shuffling out. Oh, just some some really great. It's kind of like just layup. Like, there's no like really complicated humor here. It's just sweet and heartfelt, and and uh, just uh, Richard Dreyfus is just being foiled at every turn. Yeah, <laughs> what but, is it? foisted by my own petard or some yeah, something to that effect. Yeah, and uh, just. <laughs> Ends up just driving him him literally mad, and mm-hmm. uh, I shoot. I should have seen, especially since we had the time. I had the time. I should have seen if this is streaming anywhere. Um, I will. I will check that out for you. Um, give me one second. Keep talking while okay. I. Uh, I'll look it up for you. So, anyways, uh, what about well, Bob? It, yeah, it's just because you know they go up. What is it? White Lake. Lake Winnipesaukee. Winnipesaukee, that's right. In New Hampshire. And, yes. And uh, <laughs> it is not streaming, but uh, just a picturesque place. Mm-hmm. And it is it is like if we were to do some kind of like um, like devolving characters or unraveling characters or yeah. something like 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 this would be, you know, oh, he yeah. would be. Richard Dreyfuss is. Yes. This total, you know, going from like having it all and being mm-hmm. on like 
you know, good morning America type thing. Yeah. To <laughs> like being in a straight jacket. Yeah. What, one vacation destroys him. <laughs> yes. But really, yeah, it's just he uh, and, and uh, Bob's just eagerness to to be Dr. Marvin's friend. Like he just he just has this like earnest like admiration for him and which is like he's like a zengali for him yeah yeah he's like this this man saved my life (laughs) and richard dreyfus is just trying so hard to get away from him yeah oh man a vacation from my problems what about bob 1991 very good very good well um from the whatever i'm not gonna try to put this um a movie I think you've seen, mm-hmm. and a movie that's near and dear to my heart, and I haven't talked about it once on this podcast as far as being on the top top five list. Uh, Nineteen, or I'm sorry, 2014. Uh, Zombie Beavers. Nice. Yeah. It is a vacation. It's uh, yeah, it's it's one of those talk. things where you know the the kids are going on a it's you know the cliched mm-hmm. the kids are going on a uh, camping trip or going to camp. Uh, teenage hotties going to a certain place yeah. and havoc ensues. This is a uh, tongue-in-cheek horror spoof movie. Um, really well done. Like, I, well, maybe not even really well done. It's just clever. I think I'm it is. I, I, so this was a movie that you turned me on to, and I, I'm, I think it is. I think it is clever. I think well, they, it, because it hits the right notes, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's it's like Tarantino does. It's like Robert Rodriguez does, and you know, both to varying degrees of of success. But they just take something that they just have this pure, unadulterated love for, and they know they're so familiar, like these guys, so familiar with camp and 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 B movies that they just understand why it works and they un- they're able to kind of maybe articulate why they enjoy them so much. Yes. And they're able to to use that to great effect to make a movie that is enjoyable and hits all those great notes. What what's great is is that it's it's tongue in cheek and it, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a spoof or whatever of it. It's well, maybe not a spoof. Mm-hmm. But but never do the people break character, you know, and it, that's what the best thing about airplane is, right? Right. Where it's absurdist humor, but they never break yeah, the character. They, the they're it's a comedic situation, it's, but everyone's playing it straight. It's real for them, mm-hmm. and it was real for them, and like it, it gets to absurdist. Uh, maybe comedy is a, yeah. a strong word, but for me, I enjoyed this very much. It's an hour and seventeen minutes. You can't go wrong if you want a, a fun little, yeah. Just I don't know, uh, a movie where you get to see Bill Burr twice. Yes, he bookends it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it is it's worth it's worth the watch. And it's it hits all the tropes and all the the good things about a uh, uh, what do you call it a uh, you know teens in the woods yeah type thing so yeah uh it is good thing that we didn't uh uh release this last week because last week it wasn't streaming anywhere this week streaming on amazon there you go yeah done deal all right uh 
Where, well, I guess I'm uh, just going to go the, the bad vacation route with you. And uh, one of my personal favorites that's kind of, I feel like, weird timing, but kind of been popping up more. Um, I've been talking about it more recently. Uh, in 1981, a uh, group of friends goes into the woods uh, and uh, reads from the Necronomicon and ends <laughs> up uh, unleashing the evil dead. And uh, it's, it's uh, you know, tale as old as time. Just, just it's one of the... Um, one of the things that lays the blueprint for for movies like Zombievers later to that make it so rife with, for parody is, uh, you know, the kids go into the woods, something something bad happens, and uh, yeah, I love this one uh, because it's two couples, and then uh, Ash played by Bruce Campbell, his sister, so it's yeah, <laughs> it's just so like. That's exactly what would happen. Like I'm, uh, well, I'm I'm going out with my friends this weekend. Not unless you bring your sister. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> and then she ends up stabbing someone with a pencil. Tale as old as time, really. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the 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 spooky woods movie. The um, lays the foundation for for movies that take the genre more seriously too. Like uh, what is it? Uh, Wrong turn. Or yeah. is that what I'm thinking of? Um, um I mean, if there's a million of them, right? Yeah. I mean, it's um, well, maybe uh, what's that might the not one be you... what I'm thinking of, though. Uh... Ah, I don't know. I, it's it's not important. It's it's uh, it's the reason we we got um, not the sole reason, but it's it's the reason we got uh, movies like Cabin in the. Uh, it's the reason we got cabin in the woods was to make fun of movies like this as they just evolved into so many of the same old tropes. But this is one that was ahead of its time. And the movie that I just really love, just, you know, you talk about like those guys loved the room. Like I love evil dead. Part of my love for it is the, the story of like Sam Raimi showing like his short films he made for, uh, like for at the MSU like student theater just to to make a budget for this and like the crazy like they were out in Tennessee filming and like the locals would come and and show them like how to make sure that their moonshine was pure and like just drinking in the woods and I don't know so just all the lore that surrounds it too right Um, I mean it is it's a cult yeah it's a cult classic yeah for all those reasons yes and it is a terrible way to spend a vacation yes absolutely uh good yeah in in good news it is streaming and nice. it's on uh the 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 app that uh fredo turned us on to a while ago on tubi nice t t-u-b-i tubi tv so it, you do have to watch a couple ads during the movie but mm-hmm. um Small for price. a free streaming service like you don't have to pay anything for it. it's just an app uh check it out so yep Streaming on there. Um, okay, my number four. Um, uh, a movie that I don't, I don't even know if you've you've watched this movie or not. Um, uh, from two thousand nine, uh, streaming on Cinemax right now. If you have Max Go or anything like that, starring Mila 
Jovidovich mm-hmm. and Steve Zahn, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, a perfect getaway. Oh, I'm th- I haven't seen it. No. Um, okay. But yeah. I, I know um, the. And Cabin uh, Fever was the movie I was thinking of, by the way. Oh, yeah. It has Fever. Cabin yes. in the name. Jesus. Anyways, um, I have not seen this. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird little – it's like a tropical paradise type place mm-hmm. where two couples end up running into each other and uh, things aren't as good as maybe they think they are and stuff ensues. And it's always – it's 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 more of a – like kind of a thriller movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some intrigue and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie because it like the the vistas and the tropical jungles and all that stuff and and, and Mila's presence and mm-hmm. it is it helps. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but and st- like I I'm a sucker for Steve Zahn too. Mm-hmm. Like I just think he's he's just totally likable. Like he's the everyman. He's the funny guy. He's like self-deprecating guy and yeah. not a big fan of Tim- timothy oliphant but he's good he's good enough yeah uh but yeah uh i like this movie a lot um i've only seen it like two times but like every when i often go back to this movie and think about it and it's it's like one of those um you know uh stranger in a strange land type thing yeah um you know uh you know it's 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 got the you know man versus man and man versus elements and all that stuff um so uh yeah if you can check it out it's it's streaming on cinemax if you have that nice um i'll keep an eye out for it i don't have cinemax but i uh i'll check it out Mm because i do i feel like i remember when it came out and uh yeah i am a fan of mia and and steve together as they should be. Yes. <laughs> Unlikely couple. Yeah. Yeah. One, uh, Steve Zahn used to hang out at a bar right by our old apartment, and me and Jovovich probably would never be caught dead there. No. But, anyways. Oh, are you, wow. Hmm. Uh, well, you, you waited on somebody. Well, no, we shouldn't probably talk about that. I just I was so jacked up that you oh yeah m- met somebody. I, I did yeah I um I made uh, John Goodman a cappuccino. How cool is that? Yeah. Um, he has uh, an an incredible voice. So I just I uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine him ordering it. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> what what did he add, what did he write on his cup? John. Yeah. So. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Walter. <laughs> Donnie. Uh, R.I.P. Donnie. <laughs> yeah. That would be the best. Yeah. No, he was just, he was stopping in for for coffee, just keeping a low profile. So I just, I. I I, I appreciate yeah. that you don't geek out of the people you meet. No. And, and I, not to say that I'm not excited or I don't think it's cool, but I think that they um deserve to just like i don't know take it easy i i take the uh i take the champions approach act like you've been there before yeah i understand yeah i understand i did tip and my cap to him just to let him know yes no i didn't do that <laughs> market dude um no i just i i don't want to 
The other thing, too, <laughs> whenever when, <laughs> I would feel bad if I like scared someone or like turned someone off from like coming right. in. They couldn't come back in. Yeah. Yeah. Now I get I get that totally, but it it would be funny, you know, like if he's or you know whatever. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. That's just. And the other the other thing too, and maybe it's it's just like an ego thing, is like I feel like I couldn't say anything that he hasn't heard a million heard times before, before yeah. and I don't want to I don't want to repeat all those hacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nice enough guy just exchanged pleasantries and he went on his way but he does he he has a uh unmistakable and and uh, a great voice so that was sweet cool. yeah um hmm well what to do here uh well i'll go with one uh here i i marked it down as a staycation Okay. Are you, are you familiar with these? I've I've heard of them. <laughs> the I don't just, agree uh, with them. Well, um, I bet Matthew Broderick could change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In nineteen eighty six, Ferris Bueller took a day <laughs> off, and um, he uh, threw the uh, Chicago Tourism Board a huge bone. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is, uh, him having fun in, in his hometown, obviously, uh, definitely as a, uh, sentimental spot for me. Um, and, uh, maybe a little, a little bending of the, uh, bending of the, the list here. Uh, but yeah, it is cool. It's always nice. Um, when you just take those those rare breaks and get to actually appreciate your surroundings, which I guess in in high school it's maybe not so much your choice, but you know you think you you live somewhere because you like it, but you get bogged down so often in going to work and <clears throat> coming home and complaining about work on a podcast. On or, podcast, you know, yes, you know the old yeah. <laughs> it's it's a cliche for a reason, um, but yeah, yeah. I, just this packs in. Like everything, and if you were to visit Chicago for, you'd probably need more than one day to do this stuff. In all honesty, yeah, a weekend, yeah, yeah, like, like Jim and I did. Yeah, exactly. It would be, oh, you know, <laughs> That'd be, great. If, you don't if see you where just, Ferris goes, takes the green line to the no. projects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but would have been would would have been great is if we would have came out there mm. and you guys just would have done the Ferris Bueller's tour. Oh, that would have been awesome. That and just never then, acknowledge it. But then Jim wouldn't even recognize it probably because no. he'd never seen it. Yeah, you know, you know he'd been like, "Oh, that was really fun." Yeah, but and if I'd we did like, a Fast and what? Furious tour, he'd be yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is <laughs> that's probably his his only knowledge of Brazil. Toretto was there. Yes. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's it showcases a bunch of great stuff you could do. That would be so funny to just not acknowledge it at all. Like but Matt, just do Matt's all on a float singing Tonka Shane. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's normal normal day. Normal day in Chicago. But yeah, the uh the idea that you can you can have fun in your hometown. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um in <clears throat> a great movie. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, it is streaming on Stars right now, by the way. So nice. if anybody has that, they can 
check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Matthew Broderick at his absolute best. Cause yeah. Like, I think he came up on a list of actors I just don't really like. And, like, after this, like, he's just become a kind of a punchline or, you know, a punching bag. Yeah, he, I mean... He was never as cool as he was in this movie. No, absolutely not. He uh, <laughs> he peaked in high school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cameron's had better roles. Yeah. Cameron was also, like, really old <laughs> for, for high... Like, obviously, oh, yeah. the high school student. I think John Hughes is kind of the, the source of that trope. He, but he, he took some liberties with that. Yeah. I mean, he was born in 56, so he was 30 when yeah. he played Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. All right, yeah. Um, and the, that movie doesn't come up a lot anymore. I would have I thought that would, that would be one where I'd have to, like, consciously steer away from it. Because like, it try is, not to reference it and yes, stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, it's... Uh, um, but, but just a... Almost a perfect movie. I mean, yeah, uh, just just yeah, yeah. From 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 front to back, there's oh, so yeah. many like, I mean, it, it's just a pop culture reference too. I yes, mean, it's just, yeah, it's a touchstone for yeah for eighties right. movies, I guess. Um, well, for mine, I'm going back to 1985. All right. Uh, directed by Carl Reiner, the good runner. Yeah. Uh, a movie called Summer Rental. Oh, nice. Uh, have you seen this? Yes, I have. That's awesome. Yeah, so, well, obviously you have. Seen, seen quite a bit uh, of, of John Candy's filmography. Right. So we get a, uh, a, a family from Chicago. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he was a, uh, what it was, a flight, flight Air traffic, traffic controller. Yeah. Uh, who needed a, a vacation? He goes to. I think it, he went to like the East Coast somewhere. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Never really was specific, but he takes his family to a place where um, it's it, it's almost like uh, it's like a, a family vacation, but in when like actually a realistic family vacation because like everyone goes to the beach right or mm-hmm. most people go to a certain spot or like from from where we live you know uh ocean city is four hours away or um you know any you can get to the beach within like three or four hours and a lot of people that's where they go they go to the to the beach and they get a house and things go from Good to bad to worse, mm-hmm. and John Candy is at his absolute best in this movie. This I've watched this movie probably. I mean, if it's thirty times, I'd be surprised if it wasn't forty. You know, it's I've. It was one of those movies we had on uh, video when I was growing up, and uh, nice. Yeah, those are always the yeah. get a, get a lot of wear and tear. And there's some, I mean, absurdist hu- humor, but like realistic humor too uh from being sunburnt on your first day to um you know having maybe well you know having it either having a really nice house or having a really shitty house Mm -hmm. um dealing with the people on the beach um all that stuff it's just it hits all the tropes of uh uh beach vacationing and uh a really good bad guy 
with uh, Richard Cerna. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and just uh, just a absurd ending to this movie, but yeah, uh, just overall just fun, just very lighthearted. And uh, I was in love with his daughter because she was also in uh, uh, in Goonies, uh, uh, Sandy Chester. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, just Jennifer Chester. All right. Carrie Green as Jennifer Chester. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah, it just, it is like, it seems like that's a dad thing. Like, there's always that risk that uh, dad is going to have a, like, very bad vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and this, like, explores all those pratfalls. Yes. I mean, literally, the last time, I mean, we just went on vacation. We came back from vacation a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Literally, the first day we were out there, or we were there, Ryan got super sunburnt on his feet. And that, <laughs> that was is, a running theme throughout the rest of the week. That is the worst. Yeah. Like, sunburn's bad, but getting it on your feet is like... Yes. If you've never experienced it, just t- don't don't try. Take our word. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> and and even uh, Jeff, John Lithgow... Or, no, I'm sorry, John Larroquette appearance in this movie so mm, can't go wrong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I, I would not complain about uh john lithgow either i'm um, not streaming anywhere so sorry folks <laughs> sorry for you kids at home uh all right i have one um very appropriate for they're all appropriate for the summer um but this specifically is about summer vacation and uh just that uh this uh bygone era takes place in the summer of 1962 which i guess i always thought it was like the 50s but you know there's not a hard rule that the 50s end at 1960 so i guess there's that uh 1993 the sandlot and that one transformative summer vacation where you make friends for life unless they get really into the 70s um, <laughs> yes uh yeah, but yeah uh, this this is all the like just you know kids kids playing outside off the leash everyone's uh in um no responsibilities it's right before you have to worry about getting a job or anything like that and and just doing what you love and especially like I mean, I grew up watching this movie, but then also the the summers spent a lot of summers playing baseball with my friends, just pickup games and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's one of those things where it's I don't know, life say life imitating art, as if no one ever <laughs> played baseball <laughs> before 1993. <laughs> 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 but you know, you got the you got the kids who the kid who loves playing baseball. You got your friend who's like the most invested, and then everyone else is just kind of along for the ride. And people want to go to the pool, and um, that, yeah, just Fourth of July, great Fourth of July scene with a great um, what is it, Ray Charles? Singing yeah. America the Beautiful. That's yeah. a fucking fantastic scene. And uh yeah. throwing up whenever <laughs> everybody's chewing. Yeah. Getting into yeah, making stupid mistakes. It's kind of just that carefree those precious few like carefree summers kind of like 
end of like your early teenage years, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's perfectly I mean, it's encapsulates great movie. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, my son loves it, and I love it. So yeah. you know, there's quite a few years between us. So it's it it then you're you fall right in the middle of that. So mm. uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a movie for all ages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is streaming on HBO. So nice. if you got that, you can check that out. Nice. You can rent yeah, it on Amazon Prime for two ninety nine too. Uh, just in case. Go. Just in case. Alrighty. Um, yeah, it's a good pick. I, I, yeah. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? No, it's, you can't. Um, a movie that I don't get to talk about a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because it there's two movies that come out before it that are better. To be uh, perfectly honest. Uh, I'm trying to uh, see if it's streaming, but no worries. Uh, from 2013, the end of the uh, what do they call it? The Met- uh, Neapolitan trilogy, I think it's called, is uh, the world's end. Mm. Um, it's uh, uh, Simon Pegg and uh, Cornetto. Is it? Is that is that what it's called? I think so I'll, I'll look it up while you it's laugh. some kind of ice cream uh reference i thought um uh but anyways uh, uh we have edgar wright's uh and simon pegg's third edition to the that trilogy mm-hmm. with uh nick frost being in there i guess he yeah well whatever um it is a vacation of guys going back home so instead of you know, a staycation. You're, you're, you've moved away from home, and now uh, you're going back for a little bit of uh, uh, a trip around the uh, world, uh, or around the world, I guess, as he called it. And, um, anyways, so, um, uh, Shaun, Shaun of the Dead is my second favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hot Fuzz is probably my top. 50 movies of all time um and this wouldn't probably fall in the top probably 200 movies i'm sure but i do really like this movie there are Mm. and what what i love about this movie is there are so many kind of references back to those other movies just slight nods and very visual there's a lot of visual um jokes a lot of uh subtle um linguistic jokes in this movie and um but it is a, about a bunch of uh, guys getting back together and going home so like where the sandlot is a bunch of kids getting together and have fun this is mm-hmm. about a bunch of guys getting together and trying to figure out and trying maybe not tr- trying to find that that lost summer or that lost you know time that they had together um and then it devolves into chaos and craziness mm-hmm. but Overall, I still I'll watch this movie every, you know, probably six or t- twelve months, um, just because I like it so much. Uh, because I enjoy Edgar Wright's writing, and uh, Simon Pegg's uh, delivering of that those uh, uh, the quips, the the words, the the words, the script. Yeah. Uh, yes, Cornetto trilogy uh series of british genre films 
the name originates a- from a silly joke during the promotion of Hot Fuzz. Wright had written in Cornetto Ice Cream as a hangover cure for Frost character in Shaun of the Dead based on his own experiences. i got to get some of this ice cream. Uh, in Hot <laughs> Fuzz, Wright included a couple of brief throwaway scenes that referred to the Cornetto joke in Shaun on the promotional tour of Hot Fuzz during production of Worlds. And one interviewer pointed out the use of Cornetto in the first two films, and Wright jokingly said that they represent a trilogy uh, comparable to Krzysztof Kieslowski, Polish, uh, three colors film trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. there you go. That's why. That's where I got the uh, the Neapolitan. Neapolitan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I see the through line. Um, so, I know it had something to do with ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if uh, if Cornetto's a brand, maybe they make Neapolitan ice cream. That's perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. You've seen this, yes? Yes, yeah. Not a fan. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a. Uh, but there is a there is a between the, all three of those movies there is like very there are some jokes that are that continue throughout right yeah I mean they're they're all and I think Edgar Wright said this himself they're all um, they're all genre films but they all deal with the same themes of like friendship relationships and and arrested development yeah. Not the show or, yeah. or rap group. So. Yep. Uh, not streaming, but if you can check it out, my recommendation is you should watch it. Noise. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to go to 12 bars in the night. I'll say that. Yeah. That's fine with me. Um, let's do it. Yeah. I'm in. And then, and then and let's we'll have some drink. beers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a... Um, this one, my number one, spans quite a, quite a, uh, quite a time span. I don't know. Mm. Sounds, sounds very poetic. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> in 1993, Steven Spielberg uh, introduced mm. us to John Hammond, who introduced us to Jurassic Park, which is a, a dream vacation, uh, which, you know, ends. We, we all we all know yeah, how it ends. We know it. Um, Newman ruins it again, and uh, fast forward all the way to uh, Jurassic World in uh, 2015, and it is the um, not a huge fan of this movie. I don't. I I like it for what it is, but just there's never going to be a Jurassic Park movie that is up up to snuff. If you're well, gonna, uh, if you're yeah. going to compare it it's to just, Jurassic Park, yeah. it just it's not going to happen. It's the same. You can enjoy it, but uh, I would say it's the same. The same for Jaws. Like the, there's no reason that you can't enjoy the sequels, but they'll they'll never be Jaws. Yes, um, you're right. And both both Spielberg movies with mm-hmm. with incredible uh, John Williams soundtrack. So I don't know. That's right. You tell me what the winning formula is. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but Jurassic World. It is the perfect like encapsulation of that dream vacation that I wanted to go on in 1993. You're, okay, you're, you're talking Jurassic World now. Jurassic World now is it's, okay. It's such a great. Um, it it shows just like how uh, how it's you so true. It would be. It's so it's so accurate. Um, not necessarily that, but the the. Um, 
like Verizon Wireless presents the Indominus Rex, like the, that, right. that like perversion of this incredible dream, um, and like people aren't happy with just dinosaurs anymore, so they have to like crossbreed and make these crazy animals, these plot animals. Yeah, um, and, it's, yeah and it's funny because like uh, most of the killings that happen are aren't in the park, but it's in the um, the shopping part yeah of, yeah where they're not going out to see the dinosaurs they're going to buy stuff. yeah they're going to margaritaville and the the uh gift shop and um there's the starbucks in there and just yeah it, it yeah. just it's so this is actually one of the first things that came into my mind uh jurassic world jurassic world yeah yeah that um because of how uh, that it is that's where you would go on vacation that's yeah right. oh, yeah yeah absolutely i've i when i used to when i get bored at work at one of my go-to like scenarios for people was like how much would you pay for <laughs> like all the logistics figured out but it's like what what price tag would you put on going to jurassic park yeah yeah it's like three days two nights don't don't include airfare just no. what do you think it's worth <laughs> That's pretty penny. Yeah. That's that's um, a good 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 one. Yeah. Uh yeah. It really relies on other people being as excited about Jurassic Park as me though. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sure if it Ugh. actually existed it would be. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's and it true. would be bastardized yes. to the point where Yeah, such a like it is so like John Hammond's vision in um, in the first one even though it runs off the rails it is just such a pure like the goal is entertainment and he even they, makes that abundantly clear when um the lawyers like we're, like we can charge whatever we want and he's like no this is for this is for everyone and that just you know as soon as that guy's as soon as that guy who uh has some sort of like semblance of heart and capitalism is out of the picture Verizon Wireless starts moving in, and that's and, right. Yeah, and Com- that's what it would look like. Com- and that's I think they really captured that well. Yeah, yeah, they did such a good job with that. So um, I just wanted to uh, give give Jurassic World props for that. Not not a huge fan of the movie. Um, oh, I I really enjoyed. it. I thought it was entertaining. So. I I enjoyed it. I could have actually like honestly, I could have done less with the Jurassic Park references. Like I Not felt, probably, yeah. I felt like it was just so cheap and like just so like, hey, remember this? Mm-hmm. You remember, remember berries? Rem- yeah, remember when you loved this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's back. So sweet. Well, that, that is streaming on Netflix right now, so you can check that out. Jurassic Park or World? Park. I'm sorry. In the Jurassic World. Sick. I'm sorry. Yes, I should have. Uh, Jurassic World is not streaming. That's okay. Just imagine how much fun you'd have at Jurassic Park if John Hammond were still in charge. So I had um, I have an alternate. Okay. That I was I was holding off because I th- I was figuring that I I thought maybe this the movie my number one was gonna um, fall into your list but mm-hmm. we've you've already kind of referenced it so i'm gonna not put it at my number one but so Let's my uh, number one is going to go out of here cabin in the woods we've talked about a, yes. a ton of a bunch of times yeah uh we're not going to talk about that what we are going to talk about is a movie we haven't had on the top 10 mm. 
Die Hard. Nice. From 1988. Streaming on HBO. John McClane takes a vacation to see his ex-wife just to try to and see his kids. Um, Jim McClane? Jim? Yeah, Jim McClane. I was like, was I wrong? Uh, yes. Um, Jim- taking a little vacation to uh, see his wife and, uh, you know, get away from uh, from uh, New York to come out to see his wife. Yeah. And he gets to uh, L.A. and he's he's not impressed by anything. And uh, he gets mm. to Nakatomi Towers, and he's not impressed by a whole lot there. He's just waiting to see his wife. And the first time they see each other, it doesn't go as well as he hoped. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the gunfire erupts, and Hans Gruber starts to uh, pontificate. Yes, about Yippie Kaying. Mother. Um, uh, probably the best. One of the best action movies of all time. Absolutely. Um, you know, probably within the you know within the top three or five. Um, uh, a legitimate action movie without the, you know, you know the what we did the impossible white guy right. Yeah. Um, or impossible, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I think the the incredible white guy or impossible and, white guy, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, where this you know this maybe isn't quite that but it 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 has all of the earmarks of that Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah it it put bruce willis on the map and uh kept him there for quite a while now he's just making straight to straight to video stuff now yeah it's kind of disappointing but yeah we thought we were gonna he's gonna make that turn with uh you know the sixth cent yeah well oh shit glass is coming out oh that's right yeah I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, too. that um, that could be awesome. Top of next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Die Hard. Um, yeah, it should make more lists. Uh, for me at least. Um, I mean, everyone's seen it, and it's yeah. not like I'm breaking any new ground here. But uh, uh, with a great bad guy. Um. Uh, just. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just yeah. a great action flick. It's iconic from from start to finish, and it's one of those things where it's like, uh, uh, it just hits all the right notes. Where you, it isn't that impossible white guy. Where it isn't that. I mean, sure, you, you could you could say that he is, but it's not that like ridiculous. Yeah, um, he's not like muscle bound. And- yeah, it's not like. Uh, it's not like James Bond getting sniped on a moving train and falling. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. No. You know where Die Hard hasn't gone yet? Space. That's right. Die Hard in space. Think that. <laughs> uh, well, maybe we got that with Moon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, um... My buddy Brennan watched uh, Moon, and he, I, I thought it'd be right up his alley, and he, he didn't. Uh, no. He was like, "Yeah, it was all right." Was like, yeah. That's always the that's always a bummer when you're like, "Oh, yeah, I, check this I, out." Yeah, yeah, I think I can turn you on to something that you're really gonna like. I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was fine. Damn it. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, we, I don't think we've ever talked about Die Hard on here. No. Hmm. and it's worth a yeah i'm glad we glad this is an episode where like it tangentially is a vacation Mm -hmm. yeah well it's kind of like it's 
tangentially uh, a Christmas movie. But yeah, I was reading an interesting, right. um, I guess, think piece type thing. It sounds more uh, highbrow than it is because it was about, you know, action movies. Uh, not that they can't be good or cool or facilitate good conversations. I mean, right. This show's living proof of that. Uh, but it was something about how Christmas movies are so, and we, I think we talked about this last time I was on Span the Void with you guys. It's just there's these Christmas movies are just being pumped out and churned out that when there's you have these movies that take place in Christmas time and use it as more of a backdrop, it becomes more endearing as opposed yes. to being like hit over the head with it. Like I always yep. use Gremlins as a great example. It's, it's like it, it's not like Christmas, 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 Christmas. It's like Christmas is the backdrop. It takes place right. during that time of year, and then you know, hilarity yeah. ensues. Hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But yeah, you're right because it, it has a little bit of that um, familiarity, maybe, or something that just sinks in the moment Mm -hmm. like because everyone knows how that feeling is right just before christmas whatever it is you know it's it's that time of year where everything's just everything kind of feels a little bit maybe a little bit better or Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit worse depending on your uh uh, your outlook yeah traumatic experiences in your life all that yeah but yeah yeah. Uh, so uh, let us know your favorite uh, vacation movies. Um, yeah, listeners. Do it. And let us know. Otherwise, uh, they were they were a bit bitey. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile while you are sleeping. While you're far away dreaming, I could spend my life in this sweet surrender. I could stay lost in this moment forever. Every moment spent.